Wolverine. Wolverine. Hello, and welcome to the Examination Podcast, the podcast where we keep you updated with all the things going on around Kokoa by examining your favorite comics each and every week. I'm Quentin Emler, and this week I'm joined by Dane Rainier. Hey, guys. And Kelsey Strutz. Hello. Uh, we got two issues to talk to you guys um, about this week. Uh, that includes Excalibur number 10 and New Mutants number 10. Uh, a lot to say about those issues. Uh, there's some high points and some low points with both of them. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. And we want to start with some of the smaller news topics. And one of them was the fact that DC Comics backed out of their agreement with Diamond and is now going with a separate distributor. Uh, there's talks of this being a huge hurdle for, because um, they, they take up about 30% of the market share. And so there's there's talk about, you know, is this going to be the, the thing too far, the step too far for comic shops? Like, is this damaging to the comic book community? What do you guys think? I, I guess I don't know necessarily what that means. Right, so they have a different publisher, distributor, distributor. Sorry, sorry. Okay, they have a different distributor. Somebody's distributing the comics. I guess I, not being someone that mostly reads digital or just picks up um, trades once they're those come out like six months later, or whatever. How does this affect comic stores? Like, what's different? I think it has to do with like logistics of like it used to be really nice because your biggest like let's. Marvel and DC, and I, I could be speaking out of turn here, but my understanding is they were like, you know, 60% of the market. Yeah. And then there's like the other stuff. And so I think the thing is, and maybe more, it might even be like close to the 80, but I was going to say, it would surprise me if it was that low. Um, I think the thing is, is like, there's now there's going to be concerns of, will your comics come the same day? Will you get your Marvel comics and your image comics, but not your DC comics? Like on Wednesday, like, like like there's different headaches that are going to make it harder because they have these are people who like have routines to get them out on time. And like, right. you know, they're getting 80 percent of their business one day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think if that's the case, it could definitely change things. I mean, maybe Wednesday isn't the big comic day or it is or, you know, you know I don't know. Maybe people just adjust and pick stuff up a little late. I think um, that that's the more likely situation. I mean, the diehards will be annoyed by it, but they're not going to just say, well, you know what? Screw that. I'm not going to get these, you know, I'm not going to get my next flash because the distributor has changed. You know, it's yeah. I suspect it would be hard. It may be more inconvenient, but I don't think yeah. it will necessarily cause less in sales. I guess I like like I said I didn't really know what that even meant um, prior to about a minute and a half ago. I'm, I'm seeing some people say with this new distributor that DC Comics will come out Tuesday. Well, what what I thought was I found it weird that they just kind of dropped this distributor right right before they started distributing it again, like almost like a, a, a screw you to that distributor or something. Like maybe they didn't like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it just seemed odd that it was sudden for them to, to drop them. So I guess I can see the idea there that if you're moving to a Tuesday in an attempt to try and 
circumvent or beat your big competitor. You know what I mean? Like get your comics out on Tuesday and try and make that the new comic day earlier in the week, meaning that people won't come in for, I guess, Marvel because they won't come in two days in a row. I I don't know. I don't see that happening. But I see it being honestly more likely. And granted, I'm somebody who's grown up and almost exclusively reads Marvel compared to DC. I would think it would be more likely that if there are people that are reading both, they'll just keep it with Wednesday and say, I'll get my Flash or my Batman a day late. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see someone saying it's like, well, you know what? I'm getting one early, so I'm going to take this early one and, um, you know, screw the screw Marvel. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to even think what the idea would be. Is it maybe if you do Tuesdays and you think people will only do Tuesdays, which means they'll wait a week on their Marvel comics and thus. Guys, 25 years ago, Marvel left Diamond and it was bad. That's the big argument against it. <laughs> against having done it? Against DC leaving. They're like, don't you remember 25 years ago what happened to Marvel? I think comics are in a way different place. As yeah, I agree. Ago. Do you guys remember when, like, looking back through old comics? I might have been talking to you guys about this, but back where you used to be able to, like, they cut out a little, like, paper and mail it in to get a subscription to comics, like, directly, yeah. and they'd mail them to your house? 100%. Dude, like, yeah. it's just mind blowing to me. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, like, because as a kid, say, I never I went to a comic this. store. I went to like Ger. My dad had a spinner rack at the grocery store he worked at, and oh, that's really? where, like all of my comics were. Like, to be honest, I probably bought one. I bought Venom a lot in the nineties, and then other than that, it was just spinner rack, just working my way through every comic, and I'd buy the one I liked the most if my parents would let me. I probably took. Probably wasn't the most. Oh yeah, I thing, couldn't. But... I couldn't follow any. I couldn't follow any. Um, no, like, you just read the issue. You had. Yeah, I was like, okay, this one looks cool. Hey, Spider Man's on this with with with. I think the only one I ever followed, truly followed, was Maximum Carnage. I remember Maxim, getting that's those. Pretty cool. I got the Maximum Carnage ones, you know, because we would go to. Uh, Ernie's, which was down the street from Rock Bottom Comics in in Columbia, and that's what I where I would go to Rock Bottom Comics, and they would have them, and I was like, oh, cool, I'd get this one, Spider Man, and you know, Venom and Carnage, and Venom was cool in the '90s because he was part of the '90s, so you know, yeah, the I comics. Just, I remember, I remember when Batman got his back broke, and they had like the edgy, cool yep. Batman in a power suit. Yep. That yep, was a yep. comic that I remember, like, I'd go every month to my dad's spinner, the spinner rack at my dad's grocery store, and I'd, like, read there. Nightfall. And then I'd and then I'd read the Venom. It was Lethal Protector arc where he worked for a cop. And, like, I don't know why it wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D., but but for some reason <laughs> he worked for a cop, but he was Venom. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry I was just, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. I was just going to say, I remember the comic shop when I was young, when I lived in Kansas. I would just, my dad would take me on, like, allowance day. And honestly, I didn't. I would every now and then pick up comics, but I was really more interested at that point in the Marvel overpower, like card game. Yeah, or, or the uh, just Marvel trading cards. Like I had yep. a big three ring binder with like the three by three sheets that I would keep yes. all of my overpower and my like. I had a big one for regular trading cards and a big one of the the card game overpower. I, I can confidently tell you i never actually even knew how to play that game i just thought collecting them in the powers 
were cool. And then because, you know, they had stats and then it was like, you just could get into these fights. You know, why? Well, well, this is ridiculous. How come Cyclops' energy is only a four? If he's a four, who's an eight? Right? Yeah. Like power level be like nine. Like, no, that's way too much. Yeah. Um, either way, it looks like DC has uh, this new distributor. Uh, it, I think anytime there's competition, because Diamond's had a real yeah. stranglehold on the industry, I think competition usually drives things in a good direction. So I'm, I'm not upset about it, and we'll see how it plays out. And you know what? If your comics come a little late, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And um, we'll we'll keep an eye on the comic book shops, and hopefully they can survive this change because it, it's not an easy time to be in brick and mortar right now. Good God, it wasn't an easy time to be in brick and mortar before this was going on. No, no, it ain't easy. Um, so the rest of the news, pretty slow news week. Um, and you, you know, comic it, it'd wise. be re- comic wise, yeah. but 2020 has not has not denied us its share of news, but we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the death of George Floyd and what that means um, and how that's woken people up to different issues in our, our, uh, our country. And um, it's not hard to talk about because we could all talk about the fact that watching that man get murdered was wrong. And we know that there's a long history of, um, of controversial and unethical, treatment of of minorities and that's been baked into our country from the beginning and i don't think we're the only country i almost every you know organization of government has some level of corruption that you you have to have checks and balances to prevent because that happens because people people aren't perfect people and so um you know i really think that part of the reason why i feel like we can be open-minded right now and realize that maybe there are some problems is due to these comics. Now, I don't, I don't think we need to like, um, you know, another part of the X-Men are heroes and they fought for equal rights to everybody and they, they kept people safe. And so I think there's a world where you can respect the cops, you can respect your heroes, you can respect your protectors, but also expect more of them. And uh, that, that's pretty much how I feel about it. And I, I'm thankful that the X-Men kind of have helped me have an open mind during this time. What are what are your guys thoughts? I think like you had mentioned, we talked about what we wanted to do with this and it would almost feel wrong not to discuss it being a podcast about the X-Men because I mean, if it would be amazing to me if somebody didn't know this, but the clear parallels here, you know, Magneto and Xavier as Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and that the X-Men have always sort of stood for a different minority depending on who's writing them an oppressed group fighting back and i think certainly the era that they came from it was a civil rights era and they were representative of the african-american community in that sense and you know they were treated different they were treated poorly they were treated worse only because of you know a, a characteristic they couldn't change about the way that they were born and so i think you're right it would have been kind of disingenuous not to to discuss it And I think, you know, I hope kind of what comes of this is I don't think there should be any controversy behind the statement, you know, that black lives matter, that people get caught up in maybe a message that they think is connected to that or, uh, you know, a political tie in or what that means to them. But I mean, really, it shouldn't be arguing that like people like they matter, right? Like that's not a controversial statement, or at least it, it shouldn't be. And I think it's important 
you know, to have these conversations. Maybe we're not the best three-person group to do that. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on it because, you know, we are three white guys that grew up together in the same location with the same general background, I think. So it's not as though we have a lot of diverse viewpoints here. But those discussions are important to be having to, you know, to, for everyone to be keeping an open mind about what they think, why they think it, and listening to people, and why they think what they think, and hopefully move towards making things better. And if comics are a way to discuss that, great. You know, if that's a point of common ground or analogies that can be made to help people understand things, I think it's fantastic. I know I mentioned in an episode long ago, a moment, it was a reading a comic, Black Sad, which is like an anthropomorphic uh, cat. cat detective, that there was an issue in it that I was reading and honestly, I never even thought about the fact that Black said racially would have been black because he's just a, you know, he's a panther, like his fur is black. But there was an, an issue that revolves around racism and that like all the white animals were banding together. And I remember reading it and thinking like, that's a polar bear and a fox and a horse. Like they don't have anything in common except for the color of their hair. Like, why is it? Oh, oh, I was like, yeah, that's that's what racism is and you know that was kind of a brief moment for me realizing like you know maybe I, I don't get it as much as I thought or maybe you know that's just a piece that maybe isn't as permanently ingrained as it should be to realize like that for some reason seemed abnormal to me when I know to a lot of people in the world that have to deal with it on a daily basis it's you know that is something that would immediately stand out or be immediately obvious. So I think it is important to have those discussions. And like I said, I think something like comics does a good job of depicting it and can be uh, a great common ground or, or launching point to have those discussions. Kelsey, did you have anything that? Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to have anything to add to that. Uh, Dane pretty much said it all as far as the comic book stuff is related really you know i'm not gonna say this is a long time coming or anything like that i mean what i'll say is it does seem to me that during this time people have been more willing to kind of listen to each other a lot you know you're not hearing people say well you know, it was okay what happened to George Floyd. Or no one's making excuses for anyone on that side. And no one's making excuses for riots or anything like that. I think the protests have been reasonably well handled. Yes, there have been there has been violence in the streets and things like that. But it does seem like there has been more pushback against riots, you know, and, and that that pushback is coming from protesters themselves as well. So it has shown growth in that area area. And, and I, I think there has been growth in attempts to resolve these discrepancies. Yeah. But, I think, mm. like you said, that nobody's maybe it's just that our starting point here, how George Floyd died and the fact that it was captured on camera. I mean, yeah. I'm sure something like this has happened before, but we didn't have, you know, video footage of it. And it just, I think it makes it so much harder to deny, like you, nobody can look at that and say that was okay. And 
there's more conversations to be had about the other problems and how to fix them. But I think that does start at least as a point where I hope a hundred percent of the people can look at that and say that can't happen. And it's unfortunate that took his life to get that started, to get that level of conversation going. But the benefit of it is, is that, like I said, I, I hope people see that. And it's just like that, that is our starting point, right? Like there's more to do and it's not going to be easy, but that can't happen. And we have to find a way to stop it. Yeah. And I, I think a hundred percent, you guys have kind of nailed my thoughts as well. I think, um, you know, our country has wonderful opportunities for a lot of people. Um, but I do think, you know, there, there is systemic levels of, of classism and differences that make it harder for people to succeed. And, and I do think that George Floyd, you know, um, he, his death has started that conversation for a lot of people. And I think the main thing you can do is, is talk to people. I think um, when I watch Professor X and Magneto come together, it reminds you of how later on in life, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X worked together to make changes before Martin Luther King was murdered. Um, uh, and so, and, and Malcolm X. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's debate on who killed who, but um, anyways, though, I just, I, I hope that people are still open-minded and, and we start looking towards realistic changes. You don't, Nobody's saying we need to like burn the world down. That's not going to help anything, but let's get some policies. Let's get some things that help people and let's not, um, let's, let's not lose our minds over it. It's all it's my thoughts. Be, be productive. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into these week's issues, which are considering the issues around us very, very light. So let's start things off with Excalibur number 10. Dane, what happened in Excalibur number 10? So Excalibur starts with the team finding themselves in a war between Britain and Krakoa while the team is in London. How did this war start? What happened? All of a sudden, Kate Pride and Rachel Summers rescued the team on a magic flying pirate ship, I guess. And meanwhile, Jamie Braddock is in Otherworld. And he's gone full supervillain at this point. He's the one staging these Krakoan attacks to start a war. But then this isn't reality. And Jubilee gets gored by a unicorn. And then Jamie kills his maybe fake sister betsy before conscripting the rest of this alternate reality excalibur team into his new captain britain Corps. so that excalibur had a lot going on and i think he did a good job of summing it up um and i think the you know the dossier or whatever was like essential reading for this one or else you weren't going to understand what was happening yeah kelsey oh go ahead go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, I took notes on this book, but I feel like the first half of them are worthless because I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then by the end, once you realize that it was kind of an alternate reality, and I was, like, did I, yeah. I was like, did I forget what happened? I know it's been a long time since we've re- read an Excalibur, but like when I, my first note is basically like, was there a war when we last left this book? Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, you're pretty high on it. What what was I, it that made you like this Hold book? on, hold on. I never said I was high on it. <laughs> okay. I was just saying that you know, I'm word was bringing the fire. Uh, okay, I think, or at least I feel, with this one, almost getting away from 
Apocalypse and the rest of the Krakoan stuff is going to be better for them. This creation of an alternate reality, which makes mm. it seem as if this is what how Jamie's power truly functions. He, he can affect reality to a point until it becomes its own reality, separate from what it was. Yeah, that you can only push the power so uh, far kinda, before it, it doesn't. It go, well, you, well, it goes like... Um, use the Back to the Future analogy. You don't truly go back to the future. When you went to Back to the Future, you actually create an alternate timeline. So when he when he affects reality on a, on a large enough scale, it just creates an alternate reality where that is the reality. But an alternate reality that he can then use to affect the main reality. Because what we're looking at yes, is the he creation. Would, he would then attempt to move it back into the other reality in bits and pieces. Right. Like he sort oh. of did this, got his Britain core, and is now bringing them over to But yeah, the now he prime. can take his, his Britain core over to the prime one to do, or to other world. You know, so because obviously, obviously, Jamie is absolutely bonkers. You know, he's, which is a he, Jamie characteristic. Well, he can warp reality. Therefore, his grip on reality is non-existent. His sense of self is probably a little different than you and I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so in that sense, I actually enjoyed it because when it first started, when like, oh, Britain's at war with Krakoa. Krakoa shot rockets. Oh, this is just really bad writing. This is terrible. And what then are Krakoan rockets? Yeah, when they split, when they split the reality, and it's like Betsy is different and stuff, which is like, oh, you're not regular Betsy. Oh, things have been messed up a little, and someone's messed with stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to stay on this train a little longer now. Because at first, yeah, when, when that the, the first couple panels, you're going, all right, leave me at the station. I'm done. Done. It certainly made some first part of the issues more forgivable. Yes. So, uh, as far as Excalibur is concerned, um, I I thought it was one of their better issues. They really raised the bar with this one. It's not moving it up in the pecking order yet, but if they continue <laughs> along this line, I'm not going to say that they can't. Is, is Excalibur still in last place for you, Kelsey? Mm, I don't know. Fallen Angels is pretty low. Just well, it's not. It's not out there anymore, though. Like I mean, okay. the books being pretty. Um, God, I would almost have to go back and reread stuff, but I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so much harder now to keep track of that because original Dawn of X, it was just like tier one through six, and that was easy to do. And now it's, sometimes I forget what's even out there. I also didn't have to read a page or two of just one word. Or one phrase, "fist of conchu" over and over again. That that was nice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I, this book, though, and both books this week made me realize how Jerry Duggan does not take a week off with Marauders. Yeah. I've never read a book that I wasn't like, "This issue is awesome." Like, and and not like on its own, like part of a series building something else. Like, I think all of his issues have been like at least somewhat so like they're telling a story completely in some way or another. Um, so I appreciate that about him. And I do love that. It reflects that let's jump into new mutants this week. Uh, Kelsey this week, new mutants tried to resolve a lingering issue from last time about this kid in the bubble. What happened in new mutants? Yeah. Um, th this was a nice one in my opinion, just to bring me back to what's going on. 
Um, it it starts off in a, I believe, fictional ex-Soviet bloc country. Um, and the, the first one, the new mutants were responding to kind of a distress signal about a mutant who has kind of lost control of their powers. And the first... Was the first group that goes missing? Yeah. They show up. They show up. They watch. Yeah. They, they watch it. And, and basically, it's a mutant whose power is like, uh, oh, Xavier's son. Legion. 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 Who control, who has a reality warping effect to a certain extent, and it grows as they gain power. But this individual traps the others in basically a nightmare situation and she's unable to turn it off. So with that, the next set of new mutants, including wild child. And uh, am I wrong? Is wild child in hellions as well? Quentin? Uh, wild child is in hellions, but I thought that was one of the, was that wild child or was that one of the ones from um, the future timeline? REF Whoa. or whatever. Is it MLF? I think is what they're called. You um, know the people that work for Strife. Yeah, is it Wild Side? Yeah, that's right, Wild Side. I think. Yeah. Okay, it's you're wild, right. You're right. The Mutant Liberation Front is the MLF. Mutant. Yeah, MLF. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're Wild Side. Wild Side. Yes. Okay. So not Wild Child. Wild. It, it was throwing me off because I'm wondering. I was getting tired. You're, you're forgiven. That. Wild Child. Wild Side. They both are anyway. short with long hair. <laughs> the large, the larger group goes in, and they're going to try and kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, the government seems okay with trying to lift them because their thought is, well, the worst thing that happens, they succeed and stop this thing. The you know the other thing is they die. So awesome. Anyways, it does give a good chance of seeing Cipher in more of a leadership role, uh, attempting to solve the problems. Not a lot is really revealed or happens during this issue. Um, it's almost as if it's just getting us back into the, the world of the new mutants. Uh, they, they do bring, they do talk about the doxing. Um, that may be the most important longstanding issue that the new mutants will face. So the conversation between magic and glob um, is, probably the most important conversation in the issue. And I know it's very short, uh, but other than that, we leave off with the new group of new mutants stuck inside the nightmare bubble, unable to reach the young nightmare controlling lady. And it looks like things are not going well for them, especially after their rope breaks because they literally tied a rope to themselves and to the outside, just like in the movie um, Poltergeist. Well, sometimes the simplest plan works the best, but did not oh, work here. It was good in theory, but basically, yeah, yeah. yeah they, she's got rea- this young lady has reality warping powers and, and they are unable so far to figure out how to, Kind of calm her down because that is what they they were attempting to do. Uh, did you guys like? I kind of like um, armor. I kind of like seeing her in the role that she's playing. Uh, this book is working more for me than Excalibur was, but I, I, overall, I thought it was kind of weak. I enjoy, like I said, it, it 
is good to reintroduce everyone. I do like that they are showing the new mutants as older mutants. You're you're finally getting to see Armor as more of a leader. Cypher is more of a leader. They're certifiable X Men at this point. Yes, you they, mean, they I, are. You're, you're seeing them with they they now have experience. You know they they make yeah. decisions as a team, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, this isn't a team that Cyclops scolds after they go out, you know, after hours to fight evil. This is other a real than, team of X-Men. Other than Boom Boom. Boom Boom should probably well, yeah. not be on anybody's team. <laughs> she is a very big liability. <laughs> <laughs> the name gives it away. And the yeah. drinking. Heavy drinking and, and irresponsible use of her powers. <laughs> I'll say this issue... I think the coloring is is awesome. That was the the big positive yes. thing that stood out to me. It was it looks really neat, especially that like nightmare black hole, the trippiness and, of it. Yeah, and the blacks and the purples, and then yeah, and when they actually go in, sort of the psychedelic. It, it's really that's uh, really neat. Are we discussing the fact that I think the writer for a New Mutants must be listening to our podcast? As I'm pretty sure there was a recipe in yep. this issue. I was going to mention that. Then that was yep. Quentin's idea, the Blob Recipe Book. Yep. Oh, man. I should have got that patent. Should have got that it, copyright. It, it, they did. But no, they got around you because it's the Glob Recipe Book. <laughs> yeah, it's the Glob Recipe Book. Not <laughs> Blob. Glob. Yeah. So my thing about this book, it wasn't bad. All the things Kelsey said are right, that you can, you know, you get to see the X-Men or the, the new mutants serving more as like X-Men solving their own problems, doing these and seeing like Cypher get to do stuff. It just didn't, it didn't feel like anything really happened. And so I guess in a sense that we've waited so long, it feels disappointing. Maybe it kind of brings us back into it, but what do we know now that we didn't before? Like there's, there is a, a nightmare black hole mutant child that can't control their power. We know how the, to make vegetarian laxa. Right, but like the 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 faux Soviet Union country are bad guys that hates mutants. I guess now we know their prime minister is slightly more conniving in the sense that he's going to use it for political gain. And yeah. I suspect what's going to happen by the end of this is it's going to be Magic and Glob that have to, you know, come in and try and save the day. But it just it it feels like not a ton really. Nah, happened. armor will get out. She'll figure it out. It feels like not a ton really happened, and the stuff that did is, is like these new mutants who were calling certifiable X Men. The best way they thought to use their powers was apparently we find out armors armors repellent to nightmare, and then they're just gonna tie a rope around her. Like that's that's what their say, genius like, team came up with. Well, maybe like reality warping. You know, like she has her own self contained reality within. Her I thought her. it was create. I, I like. Actually, I think armor, like, I didn't know she could put people in the armor with her. Like, she's, like, expanding her powers. It's pretty That's true. Big. That's true. There's a little bit there. It's just, as far as the story goes, I don't think in two weeks I'll really be able to differentiate this issue from the last issue. Like, nah. they, they find this child whose powers are out of control. It's a reality-warping nightmare black hole, and some of the new mutants get stuck in it, and the Russians are bad guys. Like, I mean, that I... applies to both of them. I'll, I'll say this. I like uh, this issue. Like, I like the New Mutants run. I think like, the the difference is, though, it's different whenever you've got that core group, the classic New Mutants, like in the way that it was written and the way that the art was done. 
that I think is the book I'm wanting. This isn't it. This is still good though, but it's definitely bottom tier for me. Like I see, I actually like them introducing more using this book to introduce new or more characters. Like Glob was my favorite part of this issue, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm a magic I, man. Oh, you know I love magic. She was in that too. I, but but she should be the spot. She needs her own book. Let's be real. I, I honestly, you probably could have done the whole issue on Glob tending his chickens, and I would have accepted it. Yeah, like that dude's I'm like, just you know what? We're on Krakoa. Like they have, they're growing drugs that can extend your life, and Glob's raising like four chickens in a coop. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's the simple things that matter to Glob. I know. I love it. <laughs> Well, that's about all we got for this week. We can't wait for the next comic to come out. Dane, do you know when that one is? I think we got a few weeks off here. I think we get two July weeks. Tenth. Two week break. He's July no, we have 10th. Th- yeah, we have three weeks off, actually. No, July 7th. July 7th. X-Force and number 10. X-Force. Yep, exactly. Number 10. So I, ooh, I think we'll probably, we'll probably try and have to figure out and do something um, to come that back. That second week. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think we should disappear for three weeks. So we'll try and yeah. figure something out to fill in that gap. Giant size X-Men got after that. Giant size X-Men yeah. after that. And then uh, July 22nd, things start to get back to a kind of a, the normal flow where you've got four comics. Yeah. Once we get back yeah. to X-Force, after that, it's every week. Comics are back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, baby. We're more looking forward to it. And we will see you guys then. If you have any suggestions on something you'd like us to talk about, you can uh, put it up on Twitter, or you can always email me at q.examination or qexamination at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We're out. See ya. Hello, fellow Danger Room survivors. This is Dane thanking you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to invite you to join the examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for questions of the week and Marvel 20 questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N.blogspot.com and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, help us grow the community by giving us an Omega Level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week.